Good morning on this Monday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Today we're going to be continuing with King Jehoshaphat. And uh, we've been mentioning the need for the leadership and for the prophetic and for the priesthood all united together as far as building the kingdom of God. But we took a little major turn so that we could talk about the importance of these three ministries in warfare, spiritual warfare. And that is what we're, we've been looking at, especially in the life of Jehoshaphat, uh, giving examples of how every single time he was going to go into war, the involvement of the prophetic ministry was needed. So it says in the book of 2 Kings, chapter 6, verse number 8, beginning with verse 8, Then the king of Syria warred against Israel. Now, just to clarify and, and, and give you a mental picture, the, the nation of Israel had been divided, and it went into what was called the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. So you had... Ten tribes that went in one direction, and you had two tribes that went in another direction. They were separated. Sometimes they fought against each other, which was not good. But in this case, it says that the king of Israel versus the king of Judah, separate, that, that making a distinction here, uh, were going to war against someone else together. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And then it says in verse number uh, 9, And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware, thou shalt not Pass such a place, for there the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of, and saved himself there, not once but twice. So by obeying the prophetic word, the prophetic ministry, the the leadership, and, and we had begun with Zerubbabel, being the the leadership of the the nation, the governor, and then we had Zechariah as the prophet, and then we had Joshua as the high priest. Well, here they are told that do not go to such and such a place. In other words, uh, you're going to be ambushed, so uh, avoid this. Uh, who who could know such things in advance? Uh, don't go this route. Uh, don't do this today. Only God does. Having guided and ordered our steps on a daily basis, His Word truly does become a light and a lamp unto our, our, our path and our feet. In that case, the life of all those men and the life of the King Himself has been spared by obeying the, the Word of the Lord. And then it says... In the verse 11, therefore the king of Syria 
was sore troubled for this thing. And he said to his servants and unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? In other words, we have a traitor in our midst. Who is doing this that is letting them know what we are planning against them? And that would be no different than the Lord letting us know what the devil is planning against us as individuals or as individual families or as an individual church or even as an individual nation through the prophetic ministry to show us to try to avert. And of course, to try to avert would mean that we would obey the word that we heard or we would be attentive to hear the word and obey that word so that we could avoid these things. We would believe that word. And we had noticed that when Joshua, uh, uh, Jehoshaphat believed the word, then at that point, the scripture says that they were told, believe on the Lord your God, uh, and thou shalt be established, believe in his prophets, and you shall prosper. Well, to be kept alive is truly to prosper. So therefore, they were saved many, many times. As many times we are warned of the Lord himself directly of what the enemy or what is naturally going to happen so that we can avoid it. Not being there or being a certain place where we should be instead. But it's interesting what the scripture says here. It says in verse number 11, Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. And he called his servants and said unto them, Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? I want to know who is the traitor amongst us. And one of the servants said, None, my lord, O king. But Elijah, with an S, the prophet that is in Israel, he telleth the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, Behold, he is in Dothan. Verse 14, Therefore sent he their horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and encampassed or campused about the city. So this massive army is sent to defeat, kill, pick up, stop one man, the prophet of God. It goes to show the importance of the prophetic ministry because spiritual lives are at stake. Spiritual destinies and directions of cities and nations are at stake. God is looking for individuals to be able to step in and hear from Him so that they can in turn deliver and give the word to His people to have an attentive ear. The scripture says in verse 15, 
And when the servant of the man of God was risen early, uh, we're talking about uh, Gehazi. He served uh, the prophet. He was a servant, just like at one point, Elijah served Elijah. Uh, the one with an S served the one with a J. And the scripture says, And the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth. And behold, a host campus, both bo- campus the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? It was the servant first that discovered that they were under attack. They were enclosed and he was concerned. Hey, we're not going to be able to escape this. In fact, you know, we don't have a sword to fight. We're not fighters, at least not in the sense of uh, uh, the military. But it says, and when the servant of the man of God rose up early and was gone forth, behold, the the host campus the city, both the horses and the chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. All of a sudden, you've got to ask yourself the question. The prophet must still be half asleep. Because what I see is just two of us here in this city and I see a whole massive army surrounding us. And it's no different. Many times, we as individuals, we look at the massive uh, difficulties that we're going through. And we see, oh, I have a financial problem. I have a spiritual problem. I have a family problem. I have a home problem. I have a work problem. I have a church problem. I have a this problem. I have a th- that problem. And all we see is the massive amounts of hosts that are surrounding us. All the different ones and all piled up at the same time. And we wonder, what am I going to do? I wonder if anybody else sees what I see. That's all I see. But yet you're going to have in the midst of all of that an individual is oh, it's all right. You know, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hey, we're more than conquerors, you know, through him that has loved us. All of a sudden, they're all positive. Why in the world? What do they see that I don't see? Or are they just crazy? What do they know that I don't know? Where have they been that I haven't been? Well, to answer that question, maybe they've been in the presence of God. Maybe that's where they've been at. Maybe they know their God. Those that know their God shall do exploits. Or maybe they've heard from God. Therefore, they can stayed, They can be stayed on, on their firm foundation without being shaken or moved. Though the mountains disappear, though the ocean waves rise, my heart is settled, is basically what they're saying. So you've got to reach and you've got to be at a place where fear is not a factor. Where fear all of a sudden comes under the submission of knowing your God. And the scripture says in verse number 16, He answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. 
And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. And you have to ask yourself when you carefully read it, wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Open his eyes. Then what What was he using to see this massive host that was surrounding the city? It was his eyes that he was using. But those aren't the eyes with which he was speaking of. He was talking about his spiritual eyes. The Apostle Paul talks in Ephesians in chapter 1 and verse 17 onward in a prayer for them that, that the Lord God would give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that their eyes being enlightened, that their eyes being open. That's talking about their spiritual eyes the eyes of the spirit man, to be able to see and know the things that God has provided, God has done, God is doing, God is going to do, all these things. The Christian life is an exciting life when we recognize and realize that God has provided so many tools for us, for so many different opponents and so many different challenges that we can rely on Him for his total provision, total provision for total victory in every single situation and circumstance. He has provided that. That does not necessarily mean that we always take advantage of these things, but nonetheless, God has provided and made it available to us. He hasn't made plans for you to be defeated. He hasn't made plans for that there be no victory in our lives. But he has made plans that we be more than conquerors. He had made, made plans for us to be victorious, to overcome. So the scripture continues. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. Well, Jesus talked about the churches that they needed their eyes anointed with salve, And it wasn't their physical eyes. Just as the scripture talks about, Jesus many times spoke in the Gospels, He that has an ear to hear, let him hear. But he also says that to the seven churches in Revelation in chapter 2 and chapter 3. He that has an ear, well, if they were all hearing with their ears, why do they need to have an ear to hear? But it's talking about our spiritual ears. To be able to captivate and hear the word of the Lord and receive the faith that is deposited in that word into your heart. Faith casts out fear. Just as love does, well remember that faith worketh by love. So if love is operating in your heart, the, God of, the love of God, then we're able to hear the word of God and we're able to hear with our spiritual ears the entrance of that word then truly gives light. It gives light to your path. So he said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. So the prophet prayed for him. Well, our time is running out. Join us tomorrow on Tuesday as we continue this thought and get a chance to dig a little deeper. Until then, the Lord richly and fully bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.